Hi, this is Don Cherie Wilkerson, and I pastor Vuk Church in Miami, Florida, and this is our podcast. I hope it encourages you. I hope that it inspires you. Let's check out the message. Well, hi, Vuk friends and family. I'm so grateful that we get to share this moment together today. Wherever you are, I hope that your home is filled with peace as we look to the promises of God. You know, we've been in this brand new collection and this collection is entitled, The Story You Tell Yourself. How many of you know that the story you tell yourself will determine the life that you live? And Rich kicked off this collection powerfully last week as he spoke to us about the thought, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And today, I want you to turn to your Bibles if you have them. If not, they'll be on your TV or on your computer screen or on your phone right now to Psalms chapter 92 because it gives us a promise for the here and now. It declares this, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And I wanna talk to you for the next few moments on this thought. There's two sides to every story. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for VU. Thank you for the Capital C Church. Thank you that we can find hope and restoration in you, Jesus. Thank you that this is your message, not ours. God, I pray that you would encourage people today as we look to your word. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, oh, come on, VU. And everybody said, that's what I'm talking about. You know, over the last few weeks, as we've been in this quarantine season, in my house, I'm learning a lot about my roomies. I'm telling you, we're learning more about each other than we ever have before in our entire life. I live with my brother and uh, my brother, David D. One of the funniest things about living with him in the last few weeks is that I'll catch him constantly being on his phone and he'll have the biggest grin on his face as he's reading his phone. He will actually start laughing to himself and watching him laugh by himself makes me laugh. I can tell you about Rich who is constantly trying to sneak a bag of popcorn in every single night. I can tell you about Wyatt who when he gets quiet in our house, um, well, the alarm goes off because I know something is going on, whether it's writing on our walls in a crayon or spilling things all over the sheets or writing with Sharpies on different things in the house. I mean, he can destroy things quicker than anybody I've ever seen. It's actually an art form. It's actually a gift. So I'm actually a little bit proud of him. But then the smallest member of our quarantine crew is my youngest son, Wild. And Wild isn't really wild like his brother Wyatt yet, but Wild is super flexible. And Wild spends most of his days like pulling his feet up to his mouth and chewing on his foot. Now, if I tried to do that, that would be pretty near impossible. Uh, I'm not as flexible as my son, but when you think about it, life is a little bit like that. You're born and you're super flexible and you can pull your foot up as an infant up to your ear to talk on the phone. And as you get older, you get more and more stiff, you get more and more inflexible until you get to a point in your life where you're in your old age and you have stiff joints and stiff muscles. And even in death, there's the term rigor mortis that describes the stiffness of death. But in every season of life, we have a decision to remain flexible. 
And when it comes to a season like the season you and I are in, oh, our systems and our plans, they've been changed overnight. And you and I, well, we have to learn the art of flexibility. Flexibility's definition is simply this, the ability of a joint or a series of joints to move through an unrestricted, pain-free range of motion. You see, the week I got married, I'll never forget it. I was having a conversation with my dad and my dad is my hero. I love him so much. And we were talking about what a big decision I was making to commit my life to one person for the rest of the journey here on earth. And I'll never forget what my dad said to me. He said, Don Shuri, here's the deal. You get to choose who's on your bus of life. And if you make the decision that Rich is gonna be on your bus of life, well, you guys get to go through every single destination together. He said, Don Shuri, but remember this, you don't get to decide where that bus goes because there are surprises in life. And there are twists and turns. And while you get to decide who's on the bus, you don't get to decide where it goes. What was he saying? He was saying that life has a flexibility that is inevitable. I've been on a journey of understanding flexibility my entire life. I think I come from a super flexible crew down in Louisiana, which is where my family is from. You know, from the time I was born, my life has been unpredictable. When I was two weeks old, my parents put me on a tour bus in a little bassinet that they created in the back room of the tour bus. And we went on the road as my parents preached the gospel around the country. And one time we didn't even come home for six months. We, we drove past our house on the interstate one time in that six month period, but we didn't have time to stop because we had a meeting to get to. So we waved to our house from afar. I, I grew up registered homeschooled. A lot of you know about that right now. Shout out to the moms and the dads. You guys are heroes. But I grew up homeschooled, but I also grew up registered at a Christian school um, because my parents wanted me to be able to work, to sing, and to be a part of the ministry so that I could homeschool when I was at home or be at school when I was able to attend school. There was a flexibility there. I grew up with a dad that worked really hard. He was a he was a football coach and he was a pastor and he would work long nights and he would come home late at night. He'd wake us up when I was five, six, eight, nine years old and it would be midnight and we'd be outside barefoot on the back porch while he cooked steaks for us and we laughed and made memories. I never had a bedtime growing up. I grew up as a young girl having a real job, uh, being a part of my parents' ministry, singing together, uh, going to prisons together, going to nursing homes together, uh, ministering in church. I grew up in a church where at any given moment in the sermon or in the time of worship, my dad could call me up on the stage without me even knowing it was gonna happen and ask me to sing a song of his choice. My life has been flexible. It's been unpredictable. Yet, the culture of our home, the structure of the faith of our home, it was unbelievably firm. You see, in the midst of all that flexibility, in the midst of all the unknown, there was one thing that didn't change in our house. 
And that's that we had surrendered our lives to Jesus and that we had decided that everything that we were gonna do, we were gonna do it for his glory. There was an atmosphere of respect in our home that was unwavering. There was an atmosphere of honor in our home that didn't change and was very firm. There was an atmosphere of speaking love in our home that no matter what the season or the hardship or what was going on around us, that culture stayed firm and that culture stayed true. There was a culture of loving the house of God, being committed to the things of God. And while our home was flexible, there was a culture that never, ever changed. And if you asked me about the meaning or the power of flexibility 15 years ago, well, to be honest with you, I probably would have thought it was the gold standard. I probably would have highly valued flexibility over structure or over Discipline. There were aspects of structure and boundaries that honestly I loathed. But as I've grown and as I've matured, I've realized that both sides of the story are to be valued and that structure is a facet of leadership that is needed and flexibility, well, it is just as necessary. You see, Structure and flexibility, they're not enemies. You don't have to choose a side in the conversation of whether you like structure or whether you like flexibility. They're not going head to head. There is no war here. You see, the truth is structure and flexibility are perfect collaborators because discipline brings structure, but flexibility makes structure sustainable. And today I wanna encourage you that there are two sides to every single story. You may love your plans, but those plans have changed. We've gotta learn to be flexible. You may have loved your five-year orchestrated calendar step-by-step of friends. That's been interrupted, but there are two sides to the story and the other side of the story can bring strength and restoration and healing and encouragement to you if you will lean into the stretch. God is calling us to be flexible right now. He's calling us to be willing to be interrupted right now. He's calling us, well, to get a little more limber right now. Will we choose to discover in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of the unknown, that there are two sides to every single story? Discipline brings structure, but flexibility makes structure sustainable. You see, buildings have structure that is imperative to the building being sustained. But within that building, there's also a term that builders call structural flexibility, meaning that as long as you keep the structure pieces that have to uphold the building intact, there are endless possibilities within that building. So when it comes to a wall that needs to be knocked out, you're able to have the flexibility to make changes as you see fit. 
Also, buildings are built with shock absorbers. So that if you live in a region where there's an earthquake, when that earthquake hits and reverberates through the building, the building does not crumble in a pile of rubble, but the building is able to stay flexible to absorb the shock so it is able to be sustained. That building is both stable and flexible at the same time. There are two sides to every single story. Also, there are different degrees of flexibility based upon the need. You know, we just read Psalms chapter 92. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. So your next question when you read that declaration should be, well, how does a palm tree flourish? I can tell you how a palm tree flourishes. As you study palm trees, I'm pretty familiar because I live in a beautiful tropical region. I love the city of Miami. If you love Miami, come on, you need to comment right now. I love this city. The best days are ahead for this city, but our city is filled with palm trees, beautiful palm trees, so many different types of palm trees. They all flourish here. They flourish in the good weather as the wind blows beneath the trees and as the wind blows through the, wet, through the leaves, it's beautiful to see how the palm tree flourishes. But the palm tree also flourishes in the most destructive storms. See, this city has faced brutal attacks through hurricanes and palm trees were actually built to last through the storm. A palm tree's trunk is able to bend in the storm. In fact, you'll see palm trees when the wind rolls through this city at speeds that destroy everything around. That palm tree doesn't break in half, instead it bends. It can fold all the way down so that it does not detach from its roots. So when Psalm says to you, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, I'm telling you, that's a promise for you today. And I wanna speak faith to your heart today. You were built to last. You were meant to bend and not break. You were meant to get on your knees in the midst of a crisis and find the strength that you need, the hope that you need, the discernment that you need. Oh friend, you are the righteous, not because of what you've done, but because of the blood of Jesus that makes you righteous. Therefore, I speak over you today. I prophesy over your situation. You will flourish. You will walk out of this season with something established in your heart that only God can establish, with a wisdom and a strength that only this crisis could carve deep within your soul. You will flourish. But we've got to remain flexible. You will flourish like a palm tree. You say, Don Cherie, how do I feel the stretch but not allow it to break me? How do I keep going? How do I keep holding on? Well, the first thing you need to do in order to remain flexible, in order to understand that there's two sides to every story, that when your plans come to an end, flexibility begins, is the first thing you have to do is reframe. Just say reframe wherever you are. You've got to reframe your story. The point is is that you can change your life by changing the stories that you tell yourself. You can change your life by changing the stories that you tell yourself. You see, there's a narrative going on in your head right now. 
There's a story that you're telling yourself. There's a conversation that you're having from the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to sleep. You're telling yourself a story about your situation. You're telling yourself a story about the state of your relationships. You're telling yourself a story about the future of your organization. And it's important for us to remain flexible and to flourish in the midst of the storm that you reframe the story that you're telling yourself. You see right now, there are those of you that, that you are telling yourself the story that you'll never be able to recover from this season of life. You're telling yourself that you don't have what it takes. I would encourage you today that through the promises of God, He's given you the strength to reframe that narrative in your mind. You need to reframe it and start speaking yourself to yourself that I have exactly what it takes. I have the power of the Holy Spirit within me. And I may feel weak, but I know that in my weakest moment, that's when His power rests on me the greatest, that His power is made perfect in my weakness. You need to start reframing that thought pattern. There are others of you today that you feel like a failure as a parent. We've all been there. And so the narrative in your mind, the story that you're telling yourself is that you don't have what it takes to parent your children, to be what they need in this season. But can I encourage you today? Just takes a moment to reframe it. Just takes a moment to say, you know what, God, you gave me this child. Therefore, I believe and trust that I'm the right parent for this job. Doesn't matter if the laundry has to wait for one more day. Doesn't matter if the dishes stay dirty another hour. I can choose to speak life in my home. I can choose to pause and be renewed and refreshed. There are others of you that are praying for a miracle. Maybe in the midst of this, you're praying for a child or you're praying for healing in your body or you're praying for a breakthrough. You know, there needs to be a reframe there that goes, God, you are not withholding good from me. I can trust you in this circumstance. Lord, you hold the whole world in your hands. Therefore, I know you know every thought before it is on my lips. I know what you know every situation that I am processing deep within my spirit. It takes time to reframe, but as you reframe, it actually saves you time because you stop going around in circles of despair and you start moving forward into all that God has for you. It's time for you to reframe the story that you are telling yourself. How do you maximize reframing? You reframe before you experience. So, so if you see the storm coming on the horizon, start to reframe now. Start to decide how you're gonna handle that conversation, how you're gonna handle that situation. Start to speak the promises of God over your life before you even face the situation. The other way to maximize reframing is to help others spot the stretch. See, we're not just called to uh, get, take the promises of God and keep them for ourselves. You can spot the stretch in other people and you can help them reframe their situation. The best mentors in my life have helped me reframe my life through radical faith and radical generosity. We don't need people who look like everybody else, who talk like everybody else, who what everybody else expects in this situation. We need some men of God to rise up. We need some women of God to rise up and say, oh no, you can't see the silver lining in this for yourself. So let me show you the capabilities of the God that I serve. He's working, he's moving. He's not done with your story yet. Even in the middle of the grief, 
even in the middle of the pain, even in the middle of the unknown, his promises reframe our story again and again and again. Will you choose to see the other side of the story? Because there's two sides. And when you feel like you can't stretch anymore, will you choose to reframe the narrative in your heart through the promises of God and find the strength that you need? Once you're able to reframe, then we're able to release. Say release wherever you are. You say, Don Shree, how do I, how do I stretch in this season and not break? How do I bend and not, not crumble? Well, you have to choose to release what is in your hand. Now, it's funny because you can be strong and inflexible at the same time. There are a lot of people with big muscles who, if you ask them to stretch right now, like they wouldn't be that good. And right now, we don't just need people who proclaim to be strong. We need people that are willing to be flexible. We need people who are willing to lean into the stretch, who are willing to be interrupted in their plans and in their calendar and to trust God. And the only way you can do that is by choosing to release. You know, right now, why don't you just choose? Why don't you just choose right there as you sit on your couch to take a deep breath? Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Why don't you let your shoulders drop? You've been holding them up so tense. Why don't you take your tongue off the roof of your mouth? Changes things, doesn't it? When you just choose to release. How do you stretch the best? You relax and you release. Physical therapists would tell you that if you tense up, you can injure yourself. But when you choose to relax and release, you are able to stretch even further than you ever thought that you could. And friend, being tense, being full of anxiety, speaking to yourself with a voice that is full of fear, intimidated by the news that the world brings you, will only bring further injury to your situation. It's time to release it all to God. It's time to let go of what you've been clinging on to in your hands. We serve a God that says He's not interested in your strength. He's interested in your surrender. You know, on our 10-year anniversary, Rich and I went to Greece with two of our best friends. I'd never been to Greece and I haven't been back since. One day when we all get out of this, I can't wait to go back. But I fell in love with this nation. And I remember sitting outside along the water and I would be sitting by the water and the gusts of wind would come in from the ocean. And the wind was so strong, it would do the most amazing thing to me. I was in awe. It would pick up the pillows on the couch where we sat and it would literally pick the pillow up in the air and it would seem to float for a minute and then it would throw the pillow away from where it once sat. And I would watch as we would take the pillow and we'd put it back where it needed to be and then a few minutes later, more wind would come through and pick up another pillow and move it somewhere else. And we kept 
picking it up and putting it back where it was supposed to be, friend. That's how this season of life feels sometimes. The things keep moving around in our life and we keep trying to put it back where it belongs. But can I remind you that the Holy Spirit is a mighty rushing wind and sometimes He comes into our life and He picks things up and He moves them because He wants them to be moved. He moves them because He's rearranging our heart. He's changing the way that our soul looks. And instead of us going, oh no, God, it goes here. Maybe we could say, God, you move whatever you want to move. You change whatever you want to change. Rearrange my thoughts. Change me from the inside out. Lord, change what I hunger after. Change my thought patterns. Lord, renew and cleanse my life. I'm ready for your Holy Spirit to change me. It only happens when you're willing to release what's in your hand. You miss the big thing when you cling to the little thing. And God forbid that the whole world would come to a standstill and that God would have us in our homes, isolated, where we can hear the whispers of heaven like a shout, and we ignore it because we're too busy clinging to the little thing. Friend, there's something big that God wants to establish in our heart. It may be established through pain. Did God cause the pain? No, he didn't, but he won't waste it. It may be established by you falling on your knees in desperation like never before. Did God cause the fear? No, but he'll use it. God won't waste any part of this story if you'll choose to release what you have in your hands. Why are you clinging so tight to the little thing? He wants to open up doors, but friends, there's an expiration date on the doors that God opens. We have to be comfortable with the interruptions of life. We have to be willing for God to change our schedule. Some of the most significant moments in our life are actually interruptions by God. That's the way that our God works. He uses interruptions and it depends on our flexibility and our willingness to release our plans for Him to use us. You see, if you just cling to your plan, there will be a low ceiling on what God can do in and through your life. But the moment you decide to release your plan to Him is the moment He's able to flow miracles, not just to you, but through you. And we see this time and time again in the Word of God. That time and time again, Jesus allowed the interruption actually to further the mission. And there's an on-the-spot anointing for you as you step into the deep end of faith and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing here, but you brought me here, so I know you're gonna sustain me here. There's an on-the-spot anointing as you learn how to homeschool your children. There's an on-the-spot anointing as you learn how to steward your business through this season. There's an on-the-spot anointing as you learn how to coexist with your husband 24-7 under the same roof. There's an on-the-spot anointing as you pray and intercede for your family that needs a miracle. There's an on-the-spot anointing as you share your faith with those that are in your world that are for the first time open to the message of hope that we find in Jesus. 
Don't let your heart be hard. You see, when we stay rigid and we hold on to our plans, it hardens our heart. And God cannot use a hard heart. That's why the word of God tells us that above all else, guard your heart. Why? Because if your heart is so attached to your plans, God's plan can never be established within your life. It's time to release. God, we humble ourselves before you. Lord, we release our plans. Lord, we release the way that we approach this situation. God, we need you. We're desperate for your wisdom. We're desperate for your anointing. We're desperate for your strength. And God, we know that you hear us and that you always show up. See, our heart can't become rigid. Our heart cannot become hard. You see the palm tree. If its, if it's trunk would remain rigid, it would break, it wouldn't bend, but it's able to bend because God created it to flourish even in the worst storms. Once you reframe and once you release, well then a powerful thing happens. A door of opportunity opens that wasn't there before and you're able to respond. Will you say respond with me? Come on, write it wherever you are right now. You have the power, no matter what's going on in your season, to respond. I learned this a few months ago. Our car was stolen right out of our driveway and it was in the middle of the night and we caught it on camera. Four to five men came into our driveway, stole our car, drove off with it. And you know, we had the opportunity to reframe our situation. We did that. I very quickly decided that I would reframe the narrative of the fear of our car getting stolen and say, God, instead of focusing on my car getting stolen, I'm gonna give you praise that those men didn't walk through the door of my house with my children and the people that I love. And as soon as I reframed that narrative, I got my joy back really quickly. I didn't just reframe, I released it. God, this is just stuff. There's more valuable things in life than just stuff. So instead of pity partying around right now, I'm gonna choose to trust you, Lord. I'm gonna choose to release. And there was a release and a relief as we decided to say, God, this stuff doesn't matter enough to change the state of our spirit right now. But then there was a decision to respond. And Rich decided to do it. He pulled out his phone a day later and he got on IG Live and he said, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. Our car got stolen. And whoever stole our car, we wanna let you know that we're not mad at you, that we're not holding anything against you. In fact, we're not gonna press charges. Um, if you will just come to us and let us know that you stole our car because here's the deal. As crazy as that seems, we'd love for you to be a part of our VU College. We would love for you to be into mentorship program and we'll make college completely free for you for a semester and we'll make sure that you are mentored. I'll mentor you myself because even though you stole that car, I just think that God has a great plan for your life. And as he did that, it was so counterculture. It was so different from what was expected. And it was a response that literally caused us to get responses from people all over the world. Why? Because it helped them reframe their situation. When you and I, who are full of the light of Jesus Christ, choose to reframe, to release, and then to respond with the love of Jesus, it actually brings a fresh perspective to a lost and hurting world around us. Can we choose to respond? You say, Don Sheree, that doesn't seem practical. No, you're right, it's not practical, it's supernatural. 
Did you know that your life and your purpose is supernatural? Did you know that you serve a supernatural God who gives you strength to respond differently from everybody else, who who gives you the strength to walk through other doors that he opens for you in the midst of the storm that other people wouldn't see because they choose not to reframe, they choose not to release, and they choose not to respond to the whisper of heaven saying, I can take this mess and I can make a miracle. How are you responding right now? How are you responding? I believe that God's called all of us in this season to listen for the whisper of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, to teach us how to respond. You see, we see the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is developed in our life in every single season, and it teaches us how to respond. See, so often we think that it's our strengths that are gonna encourage people. That's not the way that God works. See, God uses our weakness to encourage people. God uses your stretch to encourage those around you. Stretching is painful. Stretching is uncomfortable. But when we stretch, it gives us the opportunity to walk through doors that we never would have been able to walk through otherwise. Will you choose to respond in this season? But not just respond. You see, when it comes to two sides to every story, when it comes to you feeling the stretch, when it comes to you stepping into all that God has for you in the middle of what could be the most painful season of your life, it's imperative that you reflect and that you renew. When I say this word reflect, you say, Dontree, how does reflection have to do with two sides to every story? Well, You may have never reflected in your life, but I can guarantee that you have time to reflect right now. That in the stillness of your home or even in the chaos of your home, that you're able to think about what you're thinking about on a whole new level in this time right now. When it comes to your flexibility, it's important that we reflect so that we can tell where we're actually stretching. See, a physical therapist assesses your progress And as they assess where you are flexible, they assess your range of motion. How far can my foot stretch? How far am I able to jump? How far am I able to be flexible? How strong are you in this area? And how weak are you in that area? Can I ask you something? As you sit there today, can you measure your range of motion? Would you let the Holy Spirit, who's the comforter and the counselor, who shapes us literally in the image of the God that we love, would you let him be honest with you and say, hey, I wanna work on this. Hey, I wanna strengthen you in this. Hey, I'm so proud of you for flexing in this situation. I'm so proud of you for being willing to stretch. Would you let him guide and direct you and show you your range of motion in this season? Would you allow him to guide your thoughts as you reflect over what you are learning and changing in the here and now, but not just reflect, would you let him renew you? Because renewal is pivotal for your longevity. See, how does a palm tree renew? After the storm rolls through, after it's beaten and battered and all the leaves have fallen off of it, how does it renew while its roots go 
deep into the ground and it soaks up the water from the soil. It's able to rest as the stillness settles in, as the wind and the waves stop hitting against it. It is able to renew like it wasn't before. And friend, can I tell you that we serve a God that just like the palm tree is renewed through rest and through water, we serve a God that declares, I am the living water and I am your rest. And if you'll choose to rest in Him today, and if you'll choose to be renewed through the power of the Holy Spirit, He will fill every fiber of your body with the strength that you need. There's two sides to every story. You may have never seen this side of the story before. You may have been so caught up in your plan, so caught up in your ways, but friends, this other side, it holds strength for you today. This other side, the flexibility thing, the stretch, even though it hurts thing, the lean into what God is doing, even though it's not what you chose thing is full of the strength you need today. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm looking to be held in the hands of heaven. I'm looking to see miracles. I'm looking to see our provider, Jehovah Jireh, in a light that I have never seen before. Will we choose to embrace the stretch? Will we choose to be flexible? See, renewal reinforces over and over again that we were born for the stretch. You stretch and you're renewed. You stretch and you're renewed. If you're not renewed, then your bones become brittle and you get tired and exhausted and overwhelmed. But if you find your rest in the arms of the God we serve, He will take you through even the most impossible seasons into victory. I wonder today which side of the story you've been playing. Because don't get me wrong, God loves your plans. He put them in your heart. God loves the fact that you take advantage and value the time that you have here on earth. God loves that you care about stewarding the things that He's entrusted to you. God loves that you've taken the intention to look and number your days, to write down the vision that you feel that He's placed in your life for this season. But you know what else God loves? God loves the other side of the story. That when your plans get interrupted, when you're in water that is over your head, that you can trust the God who allows you to walk on water. There are two sides to this story. And the good news is, is that our God is on both sides. He fights for you, He goes before you. Today, I wanna be honest with you, I hate stretching. I hate stretching. It's uncomfortable, it's painful. It takes way longer than I want to get the results that I desire. Stretching is necessary. Today, you may be in pain. You may be uncomfortable, but I wanna speak to you. God is doing something in your life. If you'll release your pain to Him, if you'll release your anxiety to Him, if you'll release your plans to Him, if you'll lean into who He is, He will change you from the inside out. 
You see, there are two sides to every story. One side of the story says, oh, you're gonna crumble and fall right now. You don't have what it takes. But there's another side of the story that says, you have exactly what it takes because the living God lives within you. You see, there's one side of the story that says, you're in uncharted territory, you're in over your head, and there's no way you're gonna get through this. There's another side of the story that says, you were born to walk on water. If you have faith the side of a mustard seed, God can move in the miraculous. God can change your perspective. God can help you reframe your situation so you look at this season with a lens of strength and authority. See, on one side of the story, Your house is full of chaos and your kids are crazy. But there's another side of the story that says your kids are being spoken the truth and love and learning who their God is in this season like never before because of the way you're filling your home with worship, because of the way they're feeling your love and your affirmation and your encouragement. There's another side of the story that tells you that nothing will ever be able to recover from this situation that we face today. But friends, there's two sides to every story. And you know what? We don't serve a God that says you will just recover. We serve a God that says, just like Psalms 92 promises, you, the righteous shall flourish, just like the palm tree. Will you trust Him today? Will you lean into what He's doing? because He's bringing healing in the midst of the pain. He's bringing peace in the midst of the storm. He's building something within you that is strong and able to withstand the wind and the waves. You will flourish. And when one side of the story comes to you and tries to feed you lies, you need to remind yourself, there are always two sides every story. You may not know that there are two sides to the story because you've only held your side all this time. Been clenching to your plans. You've been stewarding the direction of your life. You don't have to do it anymore. The God of the universe who loves you, who knows every hair on your head, who calls you by name, He wants to lead, guide, and direct you. And more importantly, He wants to give you a brand new life where the past is gone once and for all. And you're able to walk forward knowing that you're a son of God, a daughter of God. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe consider rating the podcast and share it with a friend. It really makes all the difference. For more content from VU and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com. We love you. The best is yet to come.